You're listening to the Make Chic Happen podcast with your hosts, Melanie Mitro and Katie Ursta, where we navigate the messy middle of building a business and all the work that goes into designing a life you love. Melanie Mitro built a seven-figure network marketing empire while working at the kitchen table, raising her boys and trying not to lose her mind. Melanie loves chatting all things marketing, time management, and leadership development. Katie created the foundation of her seven-figure business while teaching full-time, battling cancer, raising her boys and avoiding all things laundry. Katie's got you covered with social media storytelling and impact-driven income. We're building a business right alongside you, giving you the inside scoop to the reality of entrepreneurship, the good, the bad, and the really, really messy middle. We're not letting you build your business alone. Pull up a chair, grab your coffee, and let's make chic happen. Now, here's your hosts, Melanie and Katie. Well, hey there, everybody. It is Melanie Metro, the host of the Make Chic Happen podcast. And I am hanging out here on a rainy Sunday afternoon. It is fall. It is football weather. So my husband and the boys are hanging out on the couch and I am getting myself organized for the week. So I'm in my office doing what I do every single Sunday and have been doing for nine years in my business. And that is getting myself organized for the week ahead. You guys, it's actually one of my personal secret sauces to building a successful business has truly been planning and preparation and going into the week ahead with expectations that are clear, that everybody is on the same page. And I am really intentional about my time and what I say yes to. And, you know, so today I thought, you know what, I'm going to create this podcast episode for our listeners here at the Make She Cabin podcast. And I'm going to kind of talk about what it's like to start a business or to pursue a passion that you have a big dream for, that you truly believe can become your freedom maker, your full-time business. And so today we're going to talk about some of just sort of the, the mindsets, the discipline, the, the way that my brain sort of thought as I was launching my business, and, and it really is coming because on Tuesday night, um, which is, oh gosh, October the 13th. So by the time this podcast airs, the webinar will already be done. But this upcoming Tuesday, Katie and I are actually going to be doing a webinar about the things that we that we truly believe are absolutely critical, essential like you can't build a successful business without some of these things. And then we're actually, by the time you're listening to this podcast, our direct sales done right. 30-day mastermind will be open for enrollment and you can actually get into a 30-day mastermind with Katie and I. And and we talk about how to build a direct sales business. We talk about it and we really kind of break down the myths that 
I mean, both of us got when we first started our direct sales business of what are you doing? You went to school to be an educator. You were the director of an early intervention program. You were a reading teacher. What made you go into direct sales? Like you're not even using your education. And there is so much stigma around direct sales, but when you actually break it down and you really look at the business model, it's truly no different than corporate America. It just may require a different level of skill set, different daily activities, but it's still a viable business that creates significant freedom and income for individuals that are really wanting to build their own business without the overhead of having a brick and mortar company and the employees and you know, all of the other stuff that goes into owning your own business, your distribution, manufacturing, shipping, all of that's kind of taken care of for you. But here's the thing. There is a lot of negative stigma. And with any business owner, you'll come into people that don't do business the right way. And when we talk about direct sales done right, we're actually talking about what are the right ways to do business? What are the ways to just really elevate yourself as an entrepreneur in the direct sales space and really to come off as authentic, but also as somebody who has a product or a service that can make a positive impact in your life? So how do you get that message across without sounding salesy or sleazy or cold or inauthentic? And so over those 30 days, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to walk you through every week. We do a a weekly call and then we actually have assignments that go along with each call for four weeks. We we really are going to establish a baseline. We talk about goal setting, daily activities, tracking, all of the things that Katie and I both used to build our direct sales business is what we're going to be teaching you guys. So if you are interested, you can actually get signed up for it now. It's called Direct Sales Done Right. You can visit chicinfluencer.com and you can click on products and services. It's right there. Enrollment will close on the 27th of October, but if we fill up all of the spots before then, then it closes when the spots are full. And last time we did direct sales done right in the summer, it filled up instantly. Within a week, we were completely sold out of spots. So if it is something that you do want to do, I encourage you to not wait to jump on that. This is the best time to build your business. Uh, We're going into the fourth quarter. It is the last couple of months of 2020, and let's face it, I mean, we could all use a little extra money in our pockets over the holidays. So why not go for it with your direct sales business and truly crush it? Okay, you guys, direct sales done right. You can find all the details at chicinfluencer.com. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. And today we're totally going to be talking about the six things that have helped me build a multi-seven-figure direct sales business full of leaders that are stepping up and leading their own organizations that it's allowed me to scale and grow my business here at Chic Influencer with my business partner. It has also helped us to create some great disciplines and consistency of our daily activities that we are now teaching our kids and our and other people we get to work with and other entrepreneurs that that we come in contact with. So the first thing when I think about what are just the most important characteristics of an individual who is going to see success in the business is first and foremost, 
it's like there's this mindset of there's no plan B. You know, when I started in direct sales, the very first thing that I thought to myself, or actually not thought to myself, I read the first book that I read was The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And as I was reading that book, he was talking about, you know, you are the sum of your daily efforts repeated over time. You know, it's what you do consistently that is going to compound day after day and is going to build up and create success and momentum in your business. And in there, I remember reading this part that talked about when you decide to start a business, it is not about, well, if this doesn't work out, then I have my full-time job to fall back on. Or if this doesn't work out in three to six months, I'll go back to school. And so a lot of times we create this plan B because if we fail, we don't want to accept that we failed. We want to say, oh, that didn't work out, but I already have another plan in place. And so what we want to do is we want to say, there is no plan B. This is the only plan. In my life, I'm going to move from one failure to the next without loss of enthusiasm. And it doesn't matter how long it takes me. Every single time I make the wrong move, I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to pick myself up and I am going to keep moving forward. And so that sort of mindset, that is, there is no plan B means that you are so committed to what you have said yes to, to this business that you are going to figure it out because everything is figure outable. Everything. In the words of Marie Forleo, in her latest book that she wrote, everything is figure outable, you guys, right? So have no plan B. And what I really want to encourage you to say, if you want this business that you are pouring your heart and soul in right now, there is only one way, no plan B. You are going to figure it out. The second thing is right along those same lines, and that is consistency. So as a brand new business owner in 2011, in showing up on Facebook, announcing to all of my Facebook friends, 75 of them, that I was starting a business. Okay. I said, I put a stake in the ground. I said, I'm passionate about my results with the products and and the programs that I've been doing. I'm I'm passionate about the company. I'm passionate about the mission. I want to change other people's lives just the way that this business has changed my life. And so I'm going to show up here and I'm going to share with you what's working for me. And I'm going to give you tips and I'm going to start a blog. And here's how you can connect with me if you want to know more about what I'm doing and you want me to help you too. And so when I said to the world, my Facebook friends, this is what I was doing. I then had to prove myself. I had to create credibility. And so the way in my mind that I was going to create credibility was I was going to show up and prove that I wasn't just talking the talk, but I was also going to walk the walk. And a lot of, and I've learned over the years that, you know, intention, everybody can have great intentions, but I truly trust you and believe in you when you show me the action. So you can have great, you can tell me that you're going to help me on my health and fitness journey and that you're going to be here, you know, six months from now and that this is going to be your full-time gig. You can tell me all of that, but it's, it's not until I start seeing 
you do the activities and you start showing up and you share that, not just in your private life, but on social media, that I start to believe you, that I start to build this trust with you. And it's this consistency over time. It's not about what is convenient or, you know, I'll show up for my business on on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and only when I'm well-rested and when the sun is shining or every other Sunday, right? But it is this consistency over time to really build belief to build belief and that that trust and that authenticity from other people and that's consistency. And so for me, you know, I look at the past 9 years and I knew that nobody trusted me. And I knew that the only way that I was going to build trust was not just to speak the words, but was to show up and follow through. So for me, and I think consistency is always defined very individual. So your consistency is based on what you can do and, you know, what makes the most sense for you. And so I'll just share with you what my consistency looked like. It meant that every single day I was showing up, showing my workouts, showing my nutrition. It meant that every single Sunday, the consistency of every Sunday, I'm going to show you my meal planning, my prep, my my grocery store, my list, how I was getting ready for the week. Every Sunday, 52 weeks out of the year for nine years, showing up, showing my meal plans, right? It meant that every Tuesday was Transformation Tuesday for me. So that meant I was showing my own personal journey. I was writing a blog post about it. I was giving some advice about my business. It meant that on you know certain days of the week, I was giving recipes. So that meant I was showing people not only am I saying, join my business become a customer of mine. But I was saying, here are examples of things I'm going to share with you when you actually work with me. So I was giving proof. It was social proof. I was showing up and I was building credibility. So people were maybe not interested in the first recipe or the first snack, but it, maybe it was the fifth, the sixth, the 20th, the 50th that they finally said, man, some of these things look really good. I want to join you. Tell me more about what you do. So it was consistency in showing up. And here, this was like the little hits of dopamine that I was getting along the way. We would hang out with some coworkers of my husband's. We'd go to their house and the wife would say, I've been cooking with your blog every single week. She goes, I'm always making your recipes. It's always on my iPad in the kitchen. She's never liked or made a comment on anything that I've ever posted. I had no idea that I was having that kind of impact on her. So see, people were, were start, I was starting to build this trust and credibility before anybody ever said a thing to me, right? So, okay, so consistency. Also, I was showing up every single day uh, without loss of enthusiasm. I made $30 in my first month in direct sales, you guys, because I had no idea what I was doing. And my sponsor was really new. So neither one of us knew what we were doing. We were just sort of figuring out. Now we have trainings and getting started right, you know, processes that make that a little bit easier. But I want you to know that I was showing up and I was doing the work every single day long before the money was rolling in. Because not only did I have no plan B, but I had belief in myself. I had this belief in the company. I had this belief in myself that I was the right person for the job, that no matter what, I was going to believe that 
the people that had gone before me told me I needed to show up consistently. The book, the slight edge that I read, I read that. And it was like, it's not about having the perfect body, the perfect, you know, email list, the perfect pictures, the perfect writings. It's really about showing up consistently over time. And what happens is you're either going to outlast everybody else that started with you and Like when you think of like a chart, right? Your trend is going to go up. And then the people that are not consistent, they're just going to stay the same. And then there's going to be people that are consistent for a few months and they fall off. And so in order to create a successful business, it truly is about being consistent over the long haul with no plan B, but also being self-reflective. Why didn't that work? Why did that work? Okay, that was something my audience really resonated with because it got likes or comments or follows or shares. I'll repeat that same idea with a different spin next week too. So that really helped me to create more ideas is because I was in it. I was so consistent. There was no plan B. I was willing to figure it out no matter what. So ask yourself, can I commit to being consistent in my business and showing up over the long haul? The next thing I did was I planned. And I kind of said this a little bit at the beginning and and it is a Sunday and I am sitting here right now, just finished up my planning for the week, but I plan. I didn't look at the network marketing business that I started as a hobby. I said, this is my business. And if I want paid, I need to treat it like a business because I'm not clocking in and clocking out and getting a paycheck regardless of what I do. I'm getting a paycheck because of the work that I've done. And so what I do is I sit down on Sundays and I say to myself, what are my goals for the month? What are my goals for the week? And what do I need to accomplish, you know, in order to get me closer to the big vision of my life and where I want to go? And so I knew what those tangible goals were. I created smart goals for myself. I made sure that if I was going to write down my goal for the week, that it was specific. For example, I will sign up three new customers this week with this specific product. I will enroll two new members to my team this week. So I was very intentional and very specific. And then I even drilled that down into what are the activities I need to do underneath of those goals that I wrote down because those activities need to go on my to-do list for the upcoming week ahead. And so this planning session It wasn't, oh, I have a family calendar over here and a work calendar over here and my husband's calendar is over here. No, everything was in one place. So that meant that my kid's school schedule and sports schedule is on the same calendar as my husband's schedule and my business schedule, right? That meant that doctor's appointments and meetings and all of the things that we do are in one place. So I can look at that and say, I'm going to do my exercise at this time. I am going to schedule meetings and calls at this time. I am going to leave this time unplugged for my family because that's important to me. Oh yeah, Matt and I, were going to go on a date this night. I mean, I can look at my calendar right now and have my task list and I can see where I'm going to be pretty much at every second of the day for the entire week. Matt and I have also already had the conversation about who is in charge of what throughout the week ahead. So we're on the same page because building a business isn't just, oh, that's her thing. No, this is a we thing. 
This is a we thing. And even though it wasn't very pretty and elegant at the beginning and it was really messy, it was, we're going to have to show up and there is going to be some sacrifice required in order for us to get to all of these visions we have for our future. Because if we don't understand that sacrifice is required in order to get to the ultimate goal, then we're living in this false reality. So sacrifice might mean that your husband puts the kids to bed two nights a week instead of you. That's just sacrificing that quality time so you can have an hour and a half of business time. It might mean that that you get up on Saturday and Sunday mornings at five o'clock in the morning instead of 9 a.m. because that is three to four hours that you can be spending building your business now so that in three to four years, you can spend your days however you would like right? So there is always sacrifice. I sacrificed TV time when the boys were little and I was in the midst of of building the business so that we could get him to leave his job. So there are different sacrifices that are required across the board, regardless of what situation you're in to get to where you want to be. It might be saying no to that yoga class and doing yoga at home because it's an hour drive time once it's all said and done. And that's an hour you could be spending on your passion. Okay. So planning, there is planning, there is sacrifice that is required. And there is also this ability to say, I need to create some structure in my life if I want to get to where I want to be. The number one thing that I hear people say all the time is I I feel out of control. I feel disorganized. I'm a hot mess. I am a squirrel. That's a choice. That is a choice. There are a lot of controllables that we let be out of control because we don't want to ruffle the feathers. We don't want to take control of that. And we have to speak up and do what we need to do. Okay. The next thing that I think is incredibly important as you are navigating entrepreneurship is value. So it's one thing, and this really has to do with social media and a little bit about consistency, but just in in relationships, right? So when you're building a business, you as the entrepreneur starting out are so passionate about what you're doing, but not everybody else understands what you do and why you do it. Also, you have to build credibility, which means you have to show up and add an immense amount of value for free in order for people to give you their credit card. Okay. So if I break that down into what that means, it means that whether you are networking face-to-face or you are networking through social media, I show up and add value to other people's lives on my public social media, but also in private conversations and face-to-face as well. So an example of what that looks like on social media is I may share a post that says, this is how I plan out my day. This is what time blocking looks like. Here is how I, you know, set my priorities. These are the questions I ask myself before I say yes to something. So I may be selling a time management course. And even though you're going to learn that in the course, I am going to show you publicly little pieces of what I do and why I'm an expert at it. Okay. And you can see that. 
but then you can also see my success in my business. So you know that it's working because I'm talking about the people that I've been helping. Okay. So I'm not just coming up and saying, oh, time to plan my week, oh, time to set my priorities, but I'm showing you how I do it. I may be not giving you the entire recipe and ingredients, but I'm giving you parts of it. And then I'm also showing you success stories of people that I have helped. Okay. Also, when we look at value in the DMs, so when I'm having a conversation with somebody and they're saying, oh, Melody, I want to sign up for your time management course, I'll say to them, well, tell me what some of your biggest roadblocks and obstacles are with managing your time. And so they'll start to say, oh, my, my kids, they don't have a regular bedtime and, you know, I work shift work. And so I have a hard time getting into a routine and I'll say, oh my gosh, I remember what it was like when Landon and Bryce were little and our crazy schedule was insane. And the first thing I did when I launched my business was I started to create some structure. So I established a bedtime routine and that meant that every night at 7.30, we started bed. We started, you know, bath time, story time, so that by 8.45, they were in bed. So that at nine o'clock, I was in my office working, right, with the baby monitor. And it was hard. It took us a couple of weeks to get into a routine, but we established that as the standard. And now our kids just know and expect bath time, story, bed. I did the same thing at nap time. Every day at 12 o'clock, we would start lunch read a story, go upstairs, get the diaper changed, get in bed, read a book, you know, take a nap. And so I started to create structure and boundaries. We didn't go to the park in the afternoon. We took a nap. We didn't stay out late. We came home, right? And so I'll give this advice through a DM and that is giving value. I'm actually giving advice in that conversation. They haven't even purchased the course yet. And so what they'll say is that's a great idea, Melanie. I'm going to start doing that now. I'm like, awesome. Totally do that. I'm going to teach you more of that stuff in the course too. Here's the link to sign up for it. Done. Value added. Same thing. Sit down and have dinner with somebody and you're having a conversation about your business. You give advice. You share free tips so that the person walks away already feeling connected to you and and is positioning you as an expert. They're much more likely to recommend your services to somebody else or to purchase your services as well. So adding value both publicly and privately helps you to build credibility. Also, I believe that some of the keys to success in direct sales is not being afraid to ask not being afraid to ask somebody to buy, to purchase, to take a look at the opportunity. So often we psych ourselves out. We overthink, oh my gosh, what if they say no? Oh my gosh, what if they unfriend me? What if they think I just started this conversation to sell them something? Listen, you cannot control the outcome. So it makes absolutely no sense for you to waste your energy on analyzing how the conversation may go. All you have the opportunity to do is share what you love, to share a product or a service that you believe can make a positive impact in their life. I'll never forget this example. It came from Sarah Robbins. She wrote a book called How to Rock Your Network Marketing Business. And in that book, she talks about her million-dollar mistake. And I think about this every time I am doing my own personal invites. I think about this example in the book, and she talks about how there was this girl on Facebook And they were in the same community. And she was like, that person would make a great partner on my team. 
And she kept thinking about it and she kept thinking about it, but she was like, oh, I don't think she'd be interested. So she never invited her. And a couple of months later, she showed up at a networking event, a recognition event for her company. And that woman was standing on stage in front of the room. And she was talking about how she had rose up through the company quickly and was a success story. And Sarah said, literally, million-dollar mistake sitting right in front of her. And from that point forward, I thought, I will never prejudge. I will never psych myself out. I will literally ask. I will compliment the person. I will tell them why I think that they would be amazing in my organization, and I will invite them. It's up to them to say yes or no, but at least I put it out there. Bold. Be bold, be fearless in asking people that you meet, that you come in contact with, that you think of to join you or to take a look at what you have to offer. Even if they say no, it may not be a no, not ever. It might just be a not right now, or it might be, this is not good for me, but I'll share what you're doing with somebody else because I can see that you are passionate about what you do. So we have to be bold in asking. Okay. The last thing that I truly believe is so important in growing a direct sales business is tracking. I know it sounds silly, but tracking is is important and most people don't do it. They'll tell you that. And this is really where the wheels come off. And I'll give a very relatable example. So think about your health and your fitness journey. So those of you that have ever done Weight Watchers before, what do you do? You track your points. You can determine your success based on whether or not you stayed within your point range for the day right? So when I first started my health and fitness journey, I didn't track. And so I would go through the first 30 days as I went through the first 30 days. And I was like, why have I only lost two pounds? Why am I having such a hard time getting this weight off? And what I did, what my, what my sponsor said to me, she was like, well, Melanie, what are you eating? And I was like, well, I'm doing okay. I think I'm I'm making some good changes. I'm I'm having whole wheat pasta instead of white pasta. I've given up Coke and I'm drinking Diet Coke instead. And you know, I do whole grain bread and 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 you know, those 100 calorie packs, 100 calorie packs of snacks, right? And she was like, "Melanie, I want you to track what you're eating. I want you to start writing down in a journal everything that you're eating in the portion size. Just for a month. Can you do it for me for a month because that will help us identify your trends." And so after the first week of writing it down, it became really apparent to me that, oh my gosh, I was finishing my kids' chicken nuggets at lunch, one chicken nugget here. You know, oh, they didn't finish their goldfish for their snack when I put them down for a nap, so I would eat their goldfish. So I'd write down the goldfish, and then it was grapes. Well, a serving size of grapes is 20, but I was eating an entire half of a carton of grapes because it was fruit. It was healthy. Or carrots. I would munch on carrots before dinner, and before I knew it, like the whole baby bag of carrots was gone. And so it was more about the fact that I was eating too much food and I was getting all of these extras, these chicken nuggets and the goldfish and the leftover apple juice, that it was all adding up. And I wasn't getting any results, even though in my mind, I thought I was doing really well. And so in business, it's the same way. We may go through the week and send a few invites. We may go through the week and post on social media. We may go through the week and do some follow-ups. But if we are not tracking it, we don't actually realize that we're not doing enough of the right things to create a change. And so if we don't track it in very much so black and white, we'll never be able to know the truth. 
And one of the first things I did in my direct sales business was I got a through ring binder. I printed out our company's tracker and I started tracking my business because I knew that if I wanted to get to a goal, an income amount, I would use what the company average was and I would work to that. And then I would try to exceed that because I wanted to do better and more. So tracking kept me accountable to the truth that I wanted to create in my life. And so I ask you to do the exact same thing in your life too. You guys, consistency, planning, adding value, being bold and fearless with asking, having no plan B in your own personal tracking and accountability. These are the foundations of building a successful business not just in direct sales, but in any business. And this is myself and this is Katie and I, this is our specialty is, is direct sales because that's that's the wheelhouse we've been in for eight, nine years now. And so we're so excited to kick off direct sales done right. We're so excited to give you guys our, our best trackers. We're excited to give you guys our best planning tips and consistency and social media advice. We are pumped about sharing all of the tools in our toolkit that we've used over the past years to build multi-million dollar businesses. And if you are listening to this and you are not in direct sales, you can apply the same exact principles and strategies because they are the ones we are now using to build Chic Influencer, to build a business that is not direct sales in the exact same way. And it works. These are proven. These are tested. These are tried techniques that we are showing up and living out in our lives today. So make sure that you get connected to us, whether it's on Instagram at Chic Influencer, on Facebook, in our community, or in our private or business consultation mentorships, because you guys, we are fearless on the path to creating change and lifting up other business owners and helping them to reach their fullest potential. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening in to today's episode. If you loved this episode, will you take a screenshot? Will you share it on social? Tag at Chic Influencer. You can tag me at Melanie Metro. I'm happy. I want to hear what really resonated with you guys today. And then also, if you can head on over to iTunes, leave us a rating and review. We would love nothing more than for you to leave a recommendation because this is how other business owners can find the podcast, right? And can listen to all of the episodes that we will continue to show up and deliver for you guys each and every week. All right, you guys, let's make it an awesome week and we will see you next week for our next episode. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to the Make Chic Happen podcast with your hosts, Melanie Mitro and Katie Ersta. If you loved our podcast, be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.